Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air. Thank you for joining us again this week. We're going to talk about when you should have a rep, when you don't need a rep, and what triggers the difference. Every single country is nuanced, where you can elect to have an international mandate with sound exchange that does not necessarily guarantee that every single country and their practices with the different CMOs will be properly administrated because of these nuances. LODs are different, producer rules are different, and to maximize your earnings, especially if you're having a lot of airplay in a given country, I would advise that you would go direct, especially within the major markets. If you are a main artist or if you're a session musician and you perform with anybody else and you're a member of your local collection society, the chances are you're going to be currently mandated with that society for worldwide collection. But the key to it is organisation. The most important part of anyone making claims for themselves is to get organised and document everything. Start one evening, sit down and write down absolutely everything that you can recall that you have performed on. You will be surprised at how many things that you overlook. That is the most important thing, is list absolutely everything that you have performed on in terms of recorded music. And not just as a recording, as a role. If you've played or performed as backing vocals, keyboards, drums, guitar, anything on a recording, list it every single time for every single role that you've performed on. Every society is different. You are the person that has access to the information as an artist. You know what you've recorded on and what's right and what isn't. You can't expect a collection society to know that information. Start with you need to ensure that everything is in order and then you need to source the information on the various databases. If you're mandated to one society, then you only need to enter the information once and they will go to various different territories on your behalf. But that isn't necessarily always the ideal for you as an artist. So when we're talking about information, what types of information is the core of it that we would like to see within the catalog? The main artist's name of who they've worked with, the title of the recording that they have performed on, the album details that that recording is associated to, or the single details, the year of release, country it was recorded in, catalogue numbers, if they've got that to hand, the ISRC, which is the International Standard Recording Code, it's unique to every single recording. That is your go-to. If you know the ISRC, then that's going to help you massively. That helps you trace the recording. And then you need to actually, as I say, note your own individual works as well. And I have good news for everybody. On soundexchange.isrc.com, you can actually search the artist's name and the release information and export that information into a CSV file. So say for instance, you only know the song title, the featured artist, maybe the label, 
then you just go ahead and enter that information, whatever you have, and then search for the information to export. And then that can be your baseline for you building your internal reference of your catalog. Let me ask you, what are the major markets that artists should be looking at for doing deals directly with the CMOs? America, Germany, France, those are the top ones that have been, we've had great results with. And you've also got the Netherlands. Brazil has been another good one. I think you were going to mention Japan earlier. For all you Americans listening, UK. So people oh, yeah. <laughs> have a lot of collections. Gina is actually speaking. She's in UK right now, but the UK is a huge market for neighboring works. For a DIY artist, what is the trigger for when they should start looking to have a rep help them? I would say the trigger is if you're recording, if that you've performed or contributed to as gaining any type of airplay traction in one of those major markets, you should look into going direct because of the volume that the CMOs have to perform for administration. That's when I would advise. So say, for instance, you've had a major artist and their latest single, for whatever reason, is hugely popular in Germany. I would suggest exploring going direct with GVL in that case. Do you guys have any examples of taking on a client and increasing their income in different countries? We've had some great examples across the board with some of the artists that we've worked with. We obviously went direct with Brazil, and before we know it, we had a very nice amount that we were paying back to him. So check out on Spotify. You can use it as a gauge to track and see where people are listening. If you perform in gigs, which particular territories do you have following in? If you've had great radio play, if you can see current collection society where you're mandated worldwide, if you can see a territory, then I would suggest again, focusing worldwide on that. It's a little known fact with producers that in America with Sound Exchange, if you've produced on a top artist's record, that artist will quite often give you something called a letter of direction, which entitles you to a percentage of the royalty income that they collect. Now, if you don't know that, then you're not going to currently receive that. The increase, it's not just doubled. It's There's quite a few zeros that have been added on to what they were previously getting. So the differences are quite astronomical. If you go with somebody who knows what they're looking for and will know where to go and claim those royalties for you, it makes a massive difference. Do you need to be able to speak the languages of the countries if you want to go directly yourself? Like, do you need to speak German for GVL or Portuguese for Brazil? No, you don't. The joy of the internet right? these days, they all have a, a translate page and the majority of people will speak a UK language or they will translate it into your own country's language. Any idea how much money those other countries collect compared to what the UK collects or the US collects? So the US collects $1 billion in just digital radio performance every single year. And they've held, Sound Exchange has held pretty steadily strong at that number for the past few years. And it's only growing. And the UK, it's around 200 and like a quarter of a billion pounds annually that PPL collects. France is upwards of 100 million euros. So it's, it is a lot of money. A lot of it's coming from the US and these major markets. Another thing I wanted to mention is Spain most recently started to pay 
neighboring rights on interactive streaming. So if you go direct in Spain, then you're not only benefiting from the neighboring rights of AirPlay, but you're also gonna get the benefit of receiving a portion of interactive streaming income, which includes Apple Music, Spotify, any of the services for audio only interactive streaming. That's a really good point and a lot of extra money. Always, if you have any questions, email us info at ifr.co.uk. That's I-A-F-A-R.co.uk. And don't forget to go to the website and become a member because then you have easy access to all of us and we have a list of reps. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.